Welcome to the Grind It Podcast. You know, life can be such a grind at times, and so we're here sharing God's Word with you to encourage you to keep grinding and to not give up. It's time to grind. So here's the host of the Grind It Podcast, the old school skateboarder himself, Randall Tucker. Welcome to the Grind It Podcast. Today we're going to finish up Matthew chapter 1. In the last podcast, we took a look at the, the boring genealogy, but pulled out a lot of stuff, I think, from that genealogy, the one that we usually just skip right on through and, and don't even read uh, because we, you know, we, it's boring to us. Um, but there's actually some very interesting stuff in that genealogy that Matthew gives of Jesus. And at the end of that genealogy, he talks about the birth of Jesus the Messiah. And he says, this is how Jesus, the Messiah, was born. His mother Mary was, and I'm reading from the New Living Translation. It says, his mother Mary was engaged. That word in most translations is betrothed. And we'll talk about that in just a second. Because it's a lot stronger than our word engaged. But the New Living Translation says, his mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. Now I want to start right there and we'll come back to the scriptures here in a few minutes. But when, the, when, when Matthew says that Mary was betrothed to Joseph, like I said, it, uh, it, it's way stronger than our word uh, engagement. Um, in our society today, in the United States, if somebody is engaged either person if they choose that they don't want to marry the other person they can break off the engagement and go about their their separate ways but to be to be betrothed when 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 the bible says that mary or joseph and mary were were betrothed it was basically like they were already married except they have not consummated uh, that marriage they are they are in this commitment um Mary belonged to Joseph, but yet they they have not went through the Jewish wedding process yet, and they have not consummated the marriage. But Mary has been given to Joseph to be married, and Mary could not just decide, "Hey, I'm I'm not going to marry Joseph," and Joseph could not just decide, "Hey, I'm not going to marry Mary." Uh, as a matter of fact. We're going to see here in just a little bit. He's contemplating on divorcing, actually having to get go through a divorce process to break off this betrothment because he thinks that Mary has cheated on him. And 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 we'll dive real deep into that here in just a few minutes. It's very very interesting. But Joseph would have to get a divorce from Mary, and and like I said, he was really in the process of doing this or thinking about how he could. Uh, go about doing this quietly uh, to <clears throat> to not bring disgrace upon Mary, and this is going to show what kind of, of a man that Joseph was. Now Matthew says he was a righteous man, but when we get into this story a little deeper, we can really see the character and what kind of man Joseph was, and how he had a heart for God. He might have been a righteous man, but he had a heart of God um, and and this is amazing to me how uh, Joseph didn't freak out he, he well I think he did freak out but he handled it 
way better than I would have um, because Matthew brings it out that he did not want to publicly disgrace Mary. Uh, and I, I don't understand how Joseph did it because if you've ever been betrayed by a spouse, you know all the emotions that come along with that betrayal, the hurt, the pain, uh, the anxiety, the, the depression, all of these emotions that you feel because your spouse has slept with another man or, or, or another woman. And in Joseph's case, we're going to see Mary's already showing when Joseph finds out that she is pregnant. And we'll get into that in just a minute. But Mary is not only pregnant, she is carrying the evidence. Uh, she's showing, when, 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 when she shows up to Joseph, she's about three months pregnant. And I want I, I to show you this from uh, uh, the book of Luke. Uh, and it's very interesting. In Luke chapter 1, we have the angel coming to Zechariah which is John the Baptizer's dad. And and he's telling, because uh, he's doing his priestly duties there at the temple, and the angel pops up and says, hey, your, your wife Elizabeth, who's been barren all this time, and she's an old woman, she's going to give birth, and you're going to name him John. So Elizabeth is kin to Mary. And I, I believe they're cousins somewhere down the line. And then uh, Gabriel's going to show up. The angel Gabriel's going to show up to Mary and tell her about what God is doing and how he has chosen her. And in Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 41, Luke says this, In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, so six months has passed since the angel showed up to Zechariah in the temple and said, Your wife's going to have a son. So she has been prego for six months. And... During that six month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth to a village in Galilee to a virgin named Mary. And she was engaged to be married or betrothed to a man or to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, and I'm sure she was, and that's probably putting it mildly. Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. And Mary asked the angel, How can this how, how can this happen? I'm a virgin. And the angel replied, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. Now listen to this, what Luke says. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. For the word of God will never fail. And Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel left her. And verse 39 says, A few days later, Mary hurried to the hill country of Judea, to the town where Zechariah lived. And she entered the house and greeted Elizabeth. And at the sound of Mary's greeting, Elizabeth's child... John the baptizer, 
leaped within her, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And so Elizabeth's going to go on this rant uh, uh, about uh, the baby that's inside um, of Mary and, and, and how th- that, that she is birthing her Lord and Savior. So Mary has been told that she's going to have a baby, right, by Gabriel. And she's also been told that her cousin, Elizabeth, is pregnant in her old age. And so Mary goes to the house of Zechariah to visit Elizabeth. And as far as we know, she never told Joseph anything. anything. She's not even with Joseph. They're living in separate houses. Elizabeth is six months pregnant when Mary went to visit. Now watch this. It usually takes about nine months, right, for a, a baby when a baby's conceived to up till to the time it's born. Normally, around nine months. So Elizabeth is six months pregnant when Mary goes to visit. Now, verse fifty-six says Mary stayed with Elizabeth about three months and then went back to her own home. So if Elizabeth was six months for a uh, uh, six months pregnant when Mary shows up, Mary visits for three months. That tells us that, that it's time for John to be born. And so Mary, being pregnant herself and has been pregnant for three months now, she I guess basically wants to get out of the way and 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 allow Zechariah and Elizabeth some privacy so that John could be born and she didn't want to be a nuisance so she goes back home and and the it's 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 time to be uh uh um to have john born mary's three months pregnant joseph is at home this whole time and as far as we know she has never told joseph anything uh that he has no clue what's going on uh the angel has shown up to Mary, not to Joseph, right? Not at this point. He has not showed up to Joseph. And Mary takes off to see Elizabeth. And and, and we put all this together with Matthew's version, Matthew chapter 1 of the birth of Jesus. Here's what we come up with. We have a righteous man who serves God, who loves God, right? He's a righteous man. And he's betrothed to a godly woman named Mary. He's excited, more than likely, he's excited about their wedding day and when it's going to be coming up. And and as any man would be, he's excited about that day coming. Uh, and he's hurrying or hoping that it would hurry up and get here. He's not able, like we are, to see his future spouse. They they're spending some time apart, even though they are betrothed to one another uh he has not seen her in as far as we know for at least three months right because he uh he hasn't been told anything elizabeth is gone or uh, uh mary has gone to visit elizabeth because she's six months pregnant and she's going to stay with elizabeth for three months well there are no telephones there there are no cell phones there's no texting there's there's no social media uh, so that they can stay in touch with one another. And and now, all of a sudden, Mary shows back up to her hometown. Joseph maybe got wind of, you know, Mary's body 
has changed. Or maybe Mary goes to visit Joseph. We don't know. The Bible does not say. But at some point, Joseph and Mary meet. And Joseph notices there's something different about Mary. She has gained weight. And everything on her body is getting bigger, including her belly, because she is three months pregnant. Now, if I'm not mistaken, it's about two months when a woman begins to show in her pregnancy. Mary is three months along. Um, Joseph knows he hasn't slept with her because he hasn't even seen her. And she was a virgin before the last time that Joseph had seen her. She was a virgin when she went to uh, visit Elizabeth. Joseph has not seen her in three months. And all of a sudden, Mary comes home from visiting Elizabeth, and she's at least three months pregnant. What's a question that will be going through your mind if you're Joseph? Well, obviously, where has Mary been, and who's she been with? Because obviously, she's had sex with somebody because she's pregnant. And in Joseph's day and Mary's day, it's a lot different than our day. People can be artificially inseminated. They could be a virgin and still get pregnant. Not back then. And so if you wanted to have a baby, you had to have sex. So obviously, since Mary is already showing she's three months pregnant, she's had sex with somebody, which means she's cheated on me, if you're Joseph. And so his next thought would be, why has she done this to me? And then his next thought would be, this engagement is obviously over because she has cheated. She has been unfaithful. And he would be wrestling. I don't care what how righteous Joseph is. I, I know he's a good dude. But I know the feeling of, of being cheated on. I, I know what it's like to have your spouse go to another man in the marriage and it it it's it's very hard i'll just say it that way it's very difficult to deal with i can put myself in joseph's shoes and know the feelings that he is dealing with of the anger and the hurt the disappointment everything that comes along with cheating with adultery with with your spouse being unfaithful and here's the thing about this situation uh, with Mary being pregnant and betrothed to Joseph. Under the law, in Leviticus 20, verse 10, he had the right, God gave him the right to have Mary stoned to death because obviously she's carrying the evidence that she has cheated. She has committed Adultery, even though they're not married yet, they are betrothed. So there, there's a legal binding there between Joseph and Mary. And she is carrying the evidence. She is three months pregnant with child. So obviously she has committed adultery. And he could have her stoned. He could literally take her out into the public, out into the streets, outside the city gates, and have her stoned right there in front of everybody. But Joseph, being the righteous man that he was, he did not want to publicly disgrace or shame Mary. And this blows my mind 
Because like I said, I know the, the feelings that Joseph had to be dealing with. I know all the emotions of having my, my, a spouse commit adultery. Uh, and you might as well have just stuck a dagger in the man's heart because it's, it's, it's a very painful thing, a very hard thing to deal with. And Mary shows up after being with Elizabeth for three months and he knows from the changes in her body that she's pregnant. And so while he's trying to figure out how to divorce her without shaming her, which still is just amazing to me that he wants to do this and not make her a public example, when he had the right under God's law to, to stone her publicly. Um, so this shows us what kind of man Joseph was, uh, a godly man. Uh, and so while he's trying to figure out how to divorce her public uh, how to divorce her privately, an angel appears to to Joseph in a dream in verse 20 and 21. It says, as he considered this, as he considered how to divorce her uh, privately and not shame her, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. It says, Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit and she will have a son. And you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Now, we've heard this story every year. No matter however old we are, we've heard this story every year at Christmas time, and we have become desensitized to it. We've read it time and time again, and we just blow right on through it like it's nothing. And, and we say something like this Well, what a good dude Joseph was. But this this is a heavy, heavy story. He has not seen his wife-to-be in at least three months. And when she finally shows up and he finally sees his wife-to-be, her body has changed. Everything is bigger, including her belly. And he, he finds out that she is pregnant and so he's dealing with all these emotions that come along with being cheated on mary is carrying the evidence there's no denying it right there's no getting out of this and so he's laying there trying to get some rest and make sense of it all and he drifts off to sleep and now to top it all off on top of everything that he's having to deal with and process in his mind, as he drifts off to sleep, an angel shows up and begins to talk to him while he's dreaming. And the angel calls him by name. He says, Joseph, son of David. So the angel calls him by name, which tells me that, hey, God knows you. God knows me. He knows everything about you. He knows everything about me. He knows everything that we are dealing with. He knows all the emotions that we're are trying to process and he is very aware of the situation that you are going through and that I am going through and he cares and so this angel shows up and and calls Joseph by his name Joseph son of David do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife in other words I know you're freaking out I, I, I know you feel hurt and betrayed but Put all that to rest because you don't have to fear. Don't be afraid. Go ahead and take Mary to be your wife. She has not cheated on you is what he's saying. 
the child inside of her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, but not by another man. She has not had sex with another man. She has not broken the covenant that she has made with you to be married to you. The child inside her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. Now, just to show you how heavy this is, we have to remember God has been silent for 400 years years from Malachi to Matthew God has been silent the the prophets have ceased talking God has has warned Israel time and time and time again uh, the Babylonians have come in and, and and destroyed Jerusalem destroyed the temple they have been the people who have not been killed have been carried away in into Babylon and, and they have been reprogrammed. They've been dispersed among the people. The ten northern tribes have basically disappeared off the face of the earth. There's two small tribes left. I believe that's Judah and Benjamin. And and Jesus will be coming from the tribe of Judah. And so God has been silent for 400 years. And now in a span of nine months, there have been two visitations by angels, one to Zechariah and, 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 and Elizabeth, and one to Joseph and Mary. And, and after this 400 years of silence, we now have these angels visiting these uh, two families. An old woman has conceived and birthed the forerunner to the Messiah, John the Baptizer, just as it was prophesied that would happen. And now, here's this angel talking to Joseph, and he is told that his soon-to-be wife is carrying the Messiah. Yes, that Messiah, the one who... There's over 300 prophecies in the Old Testament. The Messiah that was... They were looking for the Messiah... For, uh, for thousands of years, for hundreds and hundreds of years. All of these prophets are, 100 years earlier, are given all of these uh, prophecies about the birth of Messiah and, and who, who the Messiah would be and how he would be and how he would live and how they would know that he was the Messiah. And here's Joseph trying to process all this stuff because his wife has showed up three months later out of nowhere and she's pregnant with child and he knows he hasn't had sex with her. So he's dealing with all these emotions of being cheated on. He's laying there in his bed. He drifts off to sleep trying to figure out how he can uh, divorce her privately instead of stoning her to death. Uh, and, and, and while he's asleep, this angel pops up and says, no, this is from God, man. He, she has not cheated on you. Uh, this is God's will, and 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 not only is it God's will, but your your soon to be wife is carrying the Messiah, the the Christ, the Anointed One, the one who's been prophesied about for hundreds and hundreds of years, the one that that, that everybody is looking forward to. Your soon to be wife is carrying that Messiah. He. He's going to be the savior of the world, Joseph. And here's the thing. She's going to give you a son, 
or she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus. And let me blow your mind just for a second. His name is not Jesus. That, that Jesus is the translation of the English name. Jesus uh, in the Greek, Yeshua in the Hebrew. His name is Joshua. Joshua. Just like Joshua from the Old Testament, his name means God is salvation. Now you can go back and study that on your own time. But Jesus is the English name. But Jesus' real name was Joshua. Mary's real name was Miriam. So go. there's just something to study on your own time. But can you imagine how heavy this would be on Joseph? But see, we just read through it at Christmas time, and we just blow right on through these verses. Like, oh, well, Joseph was such a good dude, and, and Mary was a virgin who gave birth to Jesus. And, and we just read it like it's nothing. But this is some heavy, heavy, heavy stuff and 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 one of the most impressive things to me in matthew chapter one is what matthew tells us about joseph when he woke up from his dream in verses 24 and 25 now if i'm joseph i'm freaking out i i'm I'm just like this is heavy i don't know if i can handle this but not joseph when joseph woke up he did as the angel of the lord commanded and took mary as his wife so they got married But they didn't consummate the marriage. Verse 25, he did not have sexual relations with her until her son was born and Joseph named him Jesus. So in other words, Joseph, he didn't freak out. He was obedient. He did just as the angel had told him to do. As far as we know, he never questioned anything. He never, as far as we know, he never questioned Mary about what was going on why she was gone to visit Elizabeth? I mean, d- did Mary try to explain to him what had happened? How the angel appeared to her and gave her the news and she ran off to visit Elizabeth because she had been told that Elizabeth was with child and she's six months pregnant? I mean, how did they even, how did Joseph and, and Mary explain this to their parents? I mean, how do you sit down with your parents and have a conversation and say, we've never had sex, but I'm pregnant? And oh, by the way, I'm carrying God's child. And this child is going to be the Messiah, the Savior of the world. How do you explain that to people? Uh, We don't think about stuff like that. I do. And, 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 And that's what I'm saying. This is a very heavy passage that we just blow through like it's nothing. And we just say, hey, this is the Christmas story. This is the birth of the Savior. But once you start thinking about it, when you start breaking breaking it down, it, it's some awesome stuff. It's some heavy, heavy, heavy stuff. Um, and and just to give you an idea of how heavy this is, people would accuse Mary. They would tell Jesus that he was the son of an adulterer. Um, it's heavy stuff. It's good stuff. Um, but I'll finish it up like this. Mary was a virgin. Now, you, you, you think about this. Today, this, this has lost a lot of its meaning because, like I said earlier, uh, uh, it, it's nothing. If a, if a virgin wants to have a baby, she can go be artificially inseminated and become pregnant. Um, but that did not go on 
back in Jesus's day, back in Mary and Joseph's day, that was unheard of. And this was a miraculous conception. You have the Virgin Mary, who's been chosen by God. She's been, if you will, artificially inseminated by the Holy Spirit. Joseph and Mary, they get married. They did not have sex until after Jesus was born. And after the child was born, just as the angel had told him to do, Joseph names him Jesus or Joshua. God is salvation. Uh, and if you go back to Matthew's genealogy of Jesus that we looked at in the last podcast, uh, that thing that we you know we'd like to run through and skip over. In verse 16 it says, And Jacob, this is the King James Version, And Jacob begat Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, who is called Christ. Well, of whom there in the Greek is feminine singular, meaning that Jesus belonged to Mary, but not Joseph. And the reason why I bring this out is because uh, the birth of, of the Messiah, uh, it, the Christianity, uh, the story of Jesus, it's built on the virgin birth. Now, you know, there is uh, churches that take this way too far and they worship Mary and that's we're, we're not commanded anywhere in the New Testament or anywhere in the Bible period uh, to worship Mary. Yes, she's a special woman. She was a godly woman. God chose her and she's special, no doubt. But nowhere in the scriptures are we told to pray to Mary pray through Mary, or to worship Mary in any kind of way. Uh, so take it for what it's worth. Um, but like like I was saying earlier, with the virgin birth today, this has lost a lot of its meaning because virgins can get pregnant if they want to because they can be artificially inseminated. But it, it to back then, Joseph and Mary, uh, they haven't had sex they they got married and never had sex until after the birth of Jesus. And it's important because uh, uh, the virgin birth, the story of the virgin birth stays intact, which a lot of people try to destroy even today. But they eventually did have sex because Jesus had brothers and sisters, or they would be half-brothers and half-sisters. And we even know their names in Matthew 13, 55 and 56. Um because they were listening to Jesus' teachings, and it says that these Jews were, and it says they scoffed and said, He's just the carpenter's son, and we know Mary, his mother, and his brothers, James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas. All his sisters live right here among us. Where did he learn all these things? So we know that Jesus had four brothers, James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas. James, be the author of the book of James, and became a leader in the church, uh, but we know his brothers and his sisters did not believe in him at first, but they eventually did after the resurrection. And why would you not believe in your brother being the Messiah when he comes back from the dead and says, hey, here I am, y'all, just like I said. Um, but we don't know his sister's names, but we know that he had at least two sisters because it's plural. Uh, all his sisters live right here among us. So we know he at least had two sisters. So, this is, as Matthew says, the story of the birth of Jesus. And when you think about it, we, we, we love the baby Jesus because we love babies. Nobody fears a baby. We cuddle babies. We, we love on babies. We hold babies. We rock them to sleep. And, you know, we, we pet the baby or whatever. 
But we love babies, but the, the truth of the matter is babies grow up. They become teenagers. Uh, we know from Luke chapter 2 a little bit about Jesus' teenage years, um, but we don't know a whole lot. But we do know, and I will throw this in, uh, Jesus' first miracle was not until John chapter 2 when he turned water into wine. So any book that you read that talks about Jesus uh, forming birds or in, in, out of mud and throwing them up in the air and they fly off when he was uh, a teenager or a child, that's, that's hogwash. That's, that, that's false. Um, because the first miracle he performed is John chapter 2 at, at the wedding of Cana, and he turned water into wine. And the Bible specifically says that this is his first miracle. So he grew up as a child. He grew up as a teenager. He was a good kid. He never sinned, even then. But he did not do miracles as a teenager. But he was he was faithful to God, and he was faithful to his parents. Um, but this is the story of the birth of Jesus. The baby grows up, and at 30 years old, Jesus begins his ministry. And that baby uh, that was born from Zechariah and Elizabeth, John the baptizer, who was the forerunner of Jesus, he's out there baptizing people in the River Jordan. And Jesus comes along, and John the baptizer says, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And Jesus says, Hey, I need you to baptize me. And John's like, Dude, well, I need you need to be baptizing me. And Jesus says, No, you're going to baptize me because it's the Father's will and, and it's going to kick off my ministry. So let's get this done. And so John baptizes Jesus. And the Holy Spirit, and they come up out of the water. The Holy Spirit comes down, lands on Jesus, and, and that kicks off his ministry. Um, and so Jesus, for three to three and a half years does his ministry and he's telling his disciples the whole time this is my mission i'm going to the cross i'm well he doesn't say i'm going to go to the cross but he does say take up your cross and follow me but he does say i'm going to be betrayed i'm 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 going to be given to the hands of the authorities and they're going to have their way with me i'm going to die and uh but i'm going to be raised again on the third day and then I'm going to send back to my father, and I'm going to send a comforter to you after I go away. And, they're, and, and they, they, the disciples can't figure this all out, and, and understandably so. But that is the gospel. Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. And that's what it's all about. And, and that's what, when we get into Matthew, these the four gospels, if you want to know Jesus, who Jesus was, what did Jesus teach, what did Jesus do, the four Gospels tells us everything that we need to know about Jesus. In fact, John says that there were so many things that Jesus did, there, there wouldn't be enough books. The world couldn't hold the books that it would take to write about all the good things that Jesus did. But we have enough. We have all that we need, starting with his birth right here in Matthew chapter 1. Uh, we we have enough to know that Jesus Christ is the Messiah. He is who the angel said he was, the Savior of the world. He died on the cross for your sins and for my sins. His blood, if we choose to make him our Lord and Savior, his blood will wash our sins away and we can start our journey with him to heaven because that is the ultimate goal. That one day when we take our last breath, 
on this earth. We'll take our first breath in eternity. And depending on whether we choose to reject Jesus or accept Jesus, it's going to tell us where we spend eternity. We either choose hell or we choose heaven. God doesn't send anybody to hell. He doesn't send anybody to heaven. We choose it. We choose hell or we choose heaven because God's done his part. He has sent his son, Jesus, to die on the cross for our sins. And we have the choice to listen to this message of these gospels and accept Jesus or we can not listen to these messages from the gospels and reject Jesus. What destination are you going to choose today? If, if you've never made Jesus your Lord and Savior, please contact me here at The Grinded Podcast at uh, thegroundedpodcast at gmail.com and let's talk. I'll answer any questions that you have to the best of my ability. If I tell you I don't know, I'll just tell you I don't know. If you send me a question that I can't answer, uh, I will put you in contact with somebody in your area if you're not local uh, that can help you, that can uh, tell you more about Jesus, that can answer any questions you have about the Bible. I'll be glad to do so. But please contact me at thegroundedpodcast at gmail.com and let's have a conversation. If you do know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, please Tell people about this podcast. If you're if you're not uh, um, if you're not um, oh what's the word I'm trying to think of? Uh, if you don't have the courage to, to to share your faith to tell people about Jesus, you can tell them about the podcast because they're going to hear all about Jesus on this podcast. And thank you for sharing the Grounded Podcast with people that you know. But tell people about Jesus. Give them the hope that you have as well. Thank you for listening today. Uh, we'll pick up with Matthew chapter 2 in the next podcast. God bless you. Keep grinding. Thank you for listening to the Grinded Podcast today. May God bless you. If you have any comments or questions, you can email them to us at thegrinditpodcast at gmail.com. If you would like Randy to come and speak at your church or your next event, you can contact him through that same email address. Also, I would like to thank Jody Foster's Army, also known as JFA, for their song, Abba, as we use for our intro and our outro, off their untitled 1984 album. May God bless you, and remember, keep your eyes on Jesus, and keep grinding.